finding a partner. Welcome back on the program, Darwin. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Hi, Noreen. It's good to be back. Yeah, I know. The last time we spoke was, can you believe it, six years ago, close to seven. I know. Crazy. Time flies. Time flies. Absolutely. So um, before we talk about uh, the the, the, uh, survey results, um, let's talk about the effects of the pandemic on dating. Now, one of the sad outcomes of the pandemic is is certainly loneliness uh, with social distancing measures, working from home, and also... uh, the inability to travel. Many people, I think old and young, are sort of facing this endemic of loneliness. Um, when it comes to dating and online dating, um, did the pandemic see more people trying to, to date people online? You know, it's interesting. Initially, we saw a drop in our new user registration. So I think when the pandemic first came up, uh, people panicked, they were thinking about their health and jobs. So we saw an initial drop. Then as things started, um, I guess if you could call it normal, normalized, or people got more used to the idea of pandemic, we started seeing steadily uh, a good increase of users coming back. And in fact, because um, online dating, actually, you could you could think of it as one of the more, if not the most safest uh, way to meet new people. Um, we definitely have seen an uptick trend this year. Yeah, actually, you're right. It's definitely the safest way to meet somebody in terms of health-wise because you're not directly uh, dealing with anybody. That, that There's a safe sort of social distancing. Um, yeah. Did you see any success stories during the pandemic then? We did. We actually saw a number of people who wrote to um, mainly our Instagram to share stories about how um, they started um, talking to each other virtually initially um, uh, because of COVID and using things like video. And then um, actually they enjoyed that process of building trust um, and taking a little bit longer to meet somebody and um, ended up finally meeting up after um, having a you know quite long virtual relationship and then um, are now together. We, we actually have num- heard a number of stories like that. Oh, and I suppose that way the, the trust has already been built um, already when people invest their time in, in a sort of long distance virtual relationship. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's really good trend. One of the things that we've been hearing is that pandemic has made people more thoughtful about how they approach dating. Um, in fact, we actually did a, a survey um, among our users regularly during, uh, you know, last year and up until somewhere of this year. And a lot of people actually told us that they've become more open and honest with their matches and more reflective, for sure. Yeah, it's like um, back in the day for our grandparents, if they were separated by uh, war or whatever, they had to write to each other, sort of like pen pals. And so, you know, you're you're more in touch with your feelings, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's nice because you, um, you know, things like honesty and, and, uh, mutual respect, you know, those things that we know are important uh, for really healthy, like a very healthy, happy, long-term relationship. Those take time to um, to really dig, you know, and find out. Whereas, so, so I think to kind, of, kind of just delaying the physical meetup, um, which a lot of us end up, you know, I, I think um, 
knowing, you know, consciously or subconsciously putting a lot of emphasis on because they're, they're just easier to assess like immediately. Uh, um, I, I think pandemic kind of kind of delayed that and that delayed gratification. Absolutely, I, I was going to say us, that. Yeah, yeah, delayed gratification and the anticipation of sort of building up t- t- towards that. Um, perhaps for our Hong Kong listeners, how did I mean? How does Hong Kong do in terms of online dating compared to the rest of the world? I, I get the impression that uh, people here can be a bit conservative or a bit, sort of a bit uh, uh, slow burners, if you like. H- how does Hong Kong compare to the rest of the world? You know, we we do. One thing I can share is that engagement among our Hong Kong daters compared to uh, some of the other countries, even U.S., where we are actually the biggest. When it comes to engagement, Hong Kong daters um, are really engaged with Cosmics Bagel app. And I think one of the reasons why that is the case is because we are very much focused on helping people who meet other people who are looking for a serious relationship. And I think that value proposition really resonates with Hong Kong daters. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing about uh, Coffee Meets Bagels, you have a sort of seven day policy where people are encouraged to, to meet up or, or take the relationship a bit further. T- tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So our our app really was designed for people who are looking for long term relationship. And one of the things that we wanted to avoid and we knew was a problem for a lot of dating app users is that, you know, you just become like a, you know, chit chat purgatory kind of, um, you, you just get stuck in that. And uh, a lot of uh, our daters that we interviewed complained about the fact that they spend a lot of time on dating app, but don't ever end up meeting up with people. And so, because we didn't want people to be hang on Cosmic Bagel, yeah, and hang out and just, just um, do everything digitally, but not meet up, we actually intentionally made our chat expire within seven days to give people a little bit of a push, an excuse to exchange phone number and really get them to meet up. Now we actually put that on pause for a while because of pandemic and people not meeting up and taking a little bit longer. Uh, but as we saw behavioral change um, uh, and you know, with the vaccination and people like telling us they're more comfortable, we brought that back. Is seven days too short to, for, for people to exchange numbers or, or emails? That's so interesting that you mentioned that. Um, it's not in the U.S., but we are hearing from uh, some of our uh, daters in Asia, Hong Kong and Singapore as well, that seven days do feel short. Um, and so one of the things we're considering is actually extending that a little bit longer. I suppose because everybody's sort of working such long hours that they're actually finding less time for dating. So seven days, in fact, for them feels less. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the Coffee Meets Bagel uh, wish list results. Um, there are some deal breakers. Perhaps uh, let's start with the with the deal breakers first. Uh, in terms of uh, what are the things that people sort of don't value? I, I can see that height definitely tops the list. And when you speak to a lot of women in particular, height is still one of those um, taboos. Um, yes, and hopefully you can hear me because I I I. Yes, I, I I can just hear you, but it's just cut out. Can you hear me, Nori? Yes, I can. I can. Did it just cut out? I think, unfortunately, um, I can't hear you at the moment. Um, perhaps I'll just... Uh, oh, Nori, I'm yes. back. Okay, great. <laughs> can you hear me now, Dawoon? 
I'm afraid we're uh, experiencing uh, some technical uh, difficulties at the moment. Uh, we'll get back uh, to look for uh, Dawoon Kang, who is the co-founder of dating app Coffee Meets Bagel, just after this. Do you like great music from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s? Don't believe me, just hey, hey. And right up to today. got something for you from every era. This is James Ross with the greatest hits of music. Something for Saturday evening. Join me after the six o'clock news right here on Radio 3. Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. This afternoon, we're chatting with Darwin Kang, who is the co-founder of dating app Coffee Meets Bagel. And they've just released um, some new survey results about what makes Hong Kongers tick when it comes to dating, finding a partner and relationships. And just before the break, we were talking a little bit more about deal breakers and topping the list, especially for women. And I don't know if we've got plenty of women listeners. Is height still one of those things? that bother people and, and you often hear that um they're like oh i wouldn't i would never date a man who's shorter than me is that still the case for for, for many women oh hi noreen um it's good to be back well so height is very important for women however i do want to distinguish it was uh voted as top number one um thing that people uh uh women look for when it came to physical things but it was not a deal breaker per se. So it's something that people, women really want, but so they didn't negotiable. tell us, hey, okay, that's exactly. Good. So they didn't say, I'm going to break up with somebody because, or it's a total deal breaker if they are not tall. Okay, that, that that's a sort of good news. They'll tolerate it. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you think that still is the case uh, for, for, for some women to perhaps not prefer um, a, a shorter man? Well, you know, I think so. A lot of social scientists do say that this is embedded in our biology. And so um, for women, because of the I mean, this is an evolutionary psychologist theory for women. It's difficult for us to uh, you know, populate ourselves because of the number of pregnancies that we can, you know, it, it takes nine months for us to be able to have our own offspring. And so women are choosier when it comes to uh, selecting their uh, partner. And um, because, you know, back in the days when we were, you know, living in the day of cave, caves and hunting, we needed to be in, with a, in, in a partnership in order to survive with a really, really strong men. And height kind of is a symbolization of that. So, you know, I think a lot of people equate that with power or strength. And so, you know, a lot, a lot of times when women... I meet daters and I used to be one of them too. I used to be like, okay, I need, need to date a guy who's tall. So I, I'm guilty of this myself. 
um, mentioned that I need I need somebody who's tall, I would ask like, well, why do you think that is? And then underneath that, it always, it almost always came down to, you know, I feel safer uh, around guys who are taller than me. And so the sense of safety uh, was, they were kind of getting that from the sense of height. And I would emphasize to them, hey, you don't have to get that actually from height. There are a lot of uh, not so tall men or even shorter than uh, uh, men who are shorter than you who can actually make you feel safe as well. So give them a chance. Yeah, actually, you're absolutely right. Maybe it comes from a sort of biological evolutionary. You feel sort of protected, but you're absolutely right. It, protection comes in many forms and height may not be <laughs> one of them. And, and there are a ton of, you know, there are a ton of tall guys who, who seemingly can provide you with a sense of safety. They'll run they the can. other way <laughs> if in danger. <laughs> So, yes. Some of the other things that sort of sends dates running uh, include uh, whiny voices and gym selfies. <laughs> I was quite surprised about the gym selfies because in this day and age, people are always uploading on their Instagram, you know, uh, fitness things and, and how to, you know, uh, stay healthy. Um, why do you think gym selfies are such a turnoff? <laughs> oh, you don't, you know, the way I was, I would, there were a lot of things that I was surprised by, but that wasn't one of my surprises, gym <laughs> selfies, because I hear that a lot. Again, um, uh, actually, a lot often than um, more than uh, more from women than men. The reason why uh, a lot of women mention that they don't like gym selfies is because it feels like the guy who put the gym selfie on as one of their profiles feels like they're too into themselves. Ah, and, and, yeah. yeah. So and they don't want they don't and so they're not there to explain. So people do make snap judgment when it comes to online dating. Unfortunately, that is human nature. I I used to do that a lot myself, and um, you know that's kind of the story that people attach to gym selfies. Ah, that that perhaps that they really love themselves. And I suppose yeah. I mean, but the, the other side of it is he, here's a person who really looks after their health and their fitness and and treats their body as a temple. I I, I don't know actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um. <laughs> And that's a good thing for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I recommend if you're one of those people, instead of putting gym selfies, put photos of yourself um, doing some kind of outdoor activity. It could be biking, like whatever sports that you're, in, you know, you're into or or uh, photos of yourself with a friend at a gym versus a selfie, like you're not taking selfie of yourself. Yeah, that's a really good recommendation. This way you're still showing one of your key hobbies, but it's sort of less um, me, 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 you know, and, and if you're out exactly. hiking. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So, what are some of the other uh, lists? Uh, some of the other things that are. Um, I can see messiness is another one. Um, what are other ones that, that sort of tops the list of of um, uh, undesirable traits? Yeah, the whiny voice. Um, uh, it was uh, talking too loudly. Was, a, was oh, another no. one. Personal hygiene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was funny when clipping nails in public. Um, oh. Also was. <laughs> was mentioned um it was very specific so it was very interesting but i i can see long nose hairs is is another um one as well <laughs> but one thing one thing that's interesting about your survey darwin is that there was a comparison between millennials and sort of the the older uh, demographic what were the sort of things that um older folks valued in a partner 
Yeah, um, th this was really interesting to see. And I heard this a lot, but never really had a, had a statistic to back it up. Um, the younger, so the younger millennial uh, folks did pro put more emphasis on things like good looks, um, confidence, being good in bed also um, came up. Whereas older folks really valued a partner who is low maintenance, so no drama, not boring, aka interesting, and doesn't get jealous. And so it really, to me, kind of spoke of character values um, versus something physical or skill, skill set, um, like good in bed. And character is so important in a long-term partnership. And so I, I thought the older, more experienced folks were really onto something. Yeah, I think it comes down to sort of the priorities. I think the older folks are, are more into building uh, long-lasting relationships. But if, if you're prioritizing people who are good and bad, then maybe it's less character. Um, you're not really looking <laughs> at the character. I suppose when you're younger, those are the sort of things that are um, on your mind a, a, a little bit more. Another thing um, I was quite surprised about millennials was um, they, they placed a lot of importance on the jobs or the types of jobs. Um, and I was surprised surprised by the types of jobs that uh, attracted millennials. Um, it was quite old-fashioned, to be honest. Um, millennials still liked uh, the, the doctor types, the architects, sort of very professional-based ones. Yeah, but you know you know what, though? I, I was actually pleasantly surprised by the variety of jobs that were mentioned. Yes, um, unanimous, unanimously, like doctor or CEOs, like they were desirable um, occupations, but... Um, other type of jobs that came up, like architects, you mentioned entrepreneurs, engineers also came up. Um, the, a lot of guys mentioned creative types. So I thought they were like a good mix of oh, yeah, different the kinds of occupations. Yeah. Yes. I, I suppose, I guess, when I mentioned about the doctors, it seemed like the kind of thing that, you know, our grandparents or our parents would say, oh, meet a nice doctor. But I just I just expected millennials who are, you know, maybe a bit younger than us to to, to not really look for the doctor types. But I suppose it's, it's still got that prestige to, to those occupations. <laughs> yeah. And to their credit, they, they mentioned there were, there were some other jobs, uh, job types I've mentioned as well. Yeah. Um, finally, Darwin, what are so, sort of some safe uh, online dating tips that you can share with our listeners? Um, because, you know, some, it's sometimes difficult to put yourself out there, especially when you're chatting to a stranger uh, for the first time. And what are the key things that our listeners should remember when we're chatting with strangers? Uh, well, so one of the most important things um, is that until you feel safe um don't share personally identifiable information um and the second thing that i encourage people to do is always meet in public mm -hmm. uh when you're meeting for the first time and you know if somebody asks uh, any you know oh can we can i visit come and you know uh visit you in your home or something like that for a first date that's a big no-no um and the third thing that um i i try to encourage um, our daters to do and I know not a lot of us are comfortable with video date um, or doing a video before a meetup, but that's one of the really uh, good ways to make sure that somebody who's saying that they are, you know, this is my photo, um, that this, this, you are really talking to the same person 
because it's very it's impossible to impersonate somebody else on a video. And it could also be a big time saver, too, because um, when you show up, uh, what, what can happen is that this person is not someone that you expected or you have a different imagination of what this person was. Um, and the, it, when they show up, it, it was completely different. And when you actually do a video chat, uh, the mannerism of which they speak, their voice, like you get a really good sense for who this person is. And so, um, and it's very easy. So you could save you uh, a lot of time. Yeah, that's sound advice because you're absolutely right. I mean, it's easier to sort of manipulate photos, but it, it's very difficult to manipulate how you look on a Zoom call. And this way you can sort of gauge <laughs> how, how, how good the banter is and, and how good the conversation is. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if Zoom feels funny because um, a lot of us use Zoom for work, for work. you could just do, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you could do, uh, uh, you know, some more mobile based um uh, video chat tools exactly and make sure um uh, cat filters are off uh, as well because that's <laughs> <laughs> well darwin thank you so much for, for joining us this afternoon i really enjoyed chatting with you uh, thank you very much for sharing yeah. these results uh, by coffee meets bagel and uh, may our listeners who are trying out uh, online dating uh, best of luck and and meeting somebody they find fulfilling thank you so much for your time darwin Thank you, Noreen. Okay.